right. Well, good morning or good afternoon to you. And I want to welcome. It's noon here. <laughs> How do you say good morning in another language? Well, it depends if you like to say it in Bulgarian, that will be the Brotro. And in French, Pomata. <laughs> All right. Or because they have female and male kind of expressions, so it could be different. But anyhow, it's, yeah, that's too much information. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I would like to welcome Silvana Pashova. Did I say yeah. that right? Yeah, perfect. All right. Please tell us where you're from. I'm originally from Bulgaria, and right now I live between France and Bulgaria. And yeah, pretty much that's it. <laughs> so the background that I have, this is a picture of you. And tell us what you do or what you did do. Um, this was um, a wing over, pretty deep one. <laughs> I was really happy with the result. This is Lake Garda. This is in Italy. And it's a really good SIV spot. SIV it's, it stands for um, those uh, courses that people make for, uh, well, you know, I, I was just thinking what, what actually the abbreviature means. Right. <laughs> so I wouldn't go in detail, but yeah, that was, that was the place and I loved it. It's, so have, it's obviously you have done some of those courses or have not? No, I have not done officially any SIV but I have done my own SIV which I would not recommend to anyone else <laughs> um, but yeah um, Lake Garda is a good place to do that because it's above the water and it feels safe and there are boats uh, and if you have any sort of accident you can get help pretty quickly so yeah but a lot of people do SAV there professionally, and it's it's a good place to do that. So you fly paraglider, correct? correct. Not paramotor. Okay. No, but I'm keen. <laughs> um, okay, so when did you start flying paragliding? That was about six years ago, and um, I... It was my ex-boyfriend who was doing this for, it was his hobby. And um, I was just ground support initially. And of course I had my first tandem like a passenger uh, in the beginning, but I was not impressed a lot. Like it was just, I was on an airplane. The only interesting part for me was actually when the pilot was doing spirals and wing overs and I was like oh this is so exciting and um yeah <laughs> this is pretty much um I went to uh how to say uh, some family issues and that caused me a little bit of stress actually a lot of stress so I needed to I needed to, I'm sorry, I needed to vent in a different hobby than skiing, which is primary I'm doing in the winter. So I needed some, uh, another hobby just for the rest of the time. And paragliding came up with a lot of adrenaline and a lot of fun moments and a lot of new friends. Right. So a lot of, um, do they call them fly-ins? <laughs> 
<laughs> I like this expression. <laughs> I love it. So how many, how many years? Um, so you're, are you still flying or are you not flying right now? I'm pausing at the moment. Um, right now, it's just, there are so many things happening in my life that are related to finances being relocated to another, another place. So at the moment, I just cannot afford a gift like this for me, but I expect maybe I'll buy a new wing in, um, in April or May because I'll be able to dedicate um, money for that then. But unfortunately for now, and because of COVID, I didn't have a lot of time to fly. And also my wing is quite old, so it's not reacting good anymore. And I'm honestly afraid to fly it. And I think pausing is a good decision. Yes, this is kind of um, slowing my, you know, my reactions, my senses and all that. But I think when I, uh, resume the, the the flying that will come naturally as before. I mean, of course it will take time, but this is what I hope it will happen. <laughs> okay. So talking about equipment, what kind of wing were you flying in size? Uh, my size was 55, 75 kilos range. And I'm in 60 something mid, mid 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 range of my wing which is good it's the best of both words my um my wing is high b which allows me to pretty much do cross country and have fun with uh, acro maneuvers of course i cannot do tumbling with that wing but i can do pretty much everything else that it's lower than tumbling as a maneuver and yeah, uh, it's the brand is BGD, and I was a team pilot with that brand before, but I quit. And yeah, and it's still that wing. I don't have any other wings. Maybe, maybe next year when I'm planning to buy something, it wouldn't. It wouldn't just be one wing. Probably I'll go with two wings for different kind of activities in the air. So you mentioned Team BGD. How do you get on that, and what does that entail? Well, it was a surprise for me, like um, three years or four years, I'm just messing up with times anymore. I mean, like right now because of COVID and all that. Um, and we were in Turkey for the Air Games Festival and the place is called Ludenis, and it's a really amazing place to be and to fly. I would consider it one of the best places in the world to fly. Uh, left aside it's just beautiful to be in on top of it it's just like a beautiful landscape beautiful beach everything is just perfect the water is like turquoise blue um it's just like the atmosphere of the place is just flying 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 so yeah and the bgd team and brand they were there for the festival and they saw me flying and they proposed hey do you want to be part of the team? I'm really sorry, I'm attacked from all the, all the media uh, right now. And they proposed um, to be a team pilot and I was like, what does that mean? And they explained that I should be active on social media. When I'm flying, I have to wear apparel and all that. And I should um, participate in events. 
and I said, okay, why not? It was it was just a cool thing to do, and of course, I was getting a beneficial wing prize, and yeah, that was that was my reasoning at the time. Later on, I decided to leave because I could not deliver to the team anymore, and it was more for myself because. Just a little example, every time when I go to a takeoff, people see, oh, it's a PhD team pilot, blah, blah. So they start judging you, even if you do small mistakes. That was like a lot of stress and people have a lot of expectations. That, And I just wanted to fly for fun. Honestly, that was my, that was my goal. And at some point, it was, maybe it was just me being so self-critique, but um I think I made a good decision <laughs> at that time. Yeah. Nice. To quit, I mean, yeah. To start so how, to quit. It was a good experience in, in general. So how many countries um, have you flown in? Whoa. <laughs> Obviously a lot. <laughs> yeah, I've been, um, I've been to um, America, uh, but not less in America. I've been to the uh, you know, oh my God, it's, I'm just mixing languages right now. Well, let's start uh, with America. Where, where have you been in America? Uh, on the coast and we went to Dead Valley. That was the time when I was still with my ex and we have, we pretty much traveled between states, like mostly on the West side of the country. And we went to Colorado, we went to Nevada, we went to Vegas. It was just, you know, we kind of uh, mixed flying with uh, exploring certain cities and certain certain places. Good. And of course we met a lot of pilots. Well, a lot. <laughs> Back in the times, uh, there were not many, but it was surprising to see that the places we visit, there are actually pilots. So it was cool. Um, I mean, active flying and um i went to australia i went to new zealand europe i've been pretty much in every country except the northern countries like norway finland and um sweden but uh for the rest of europe i've pretty been, i've been everywhere i've been to spain i've been to italy slovenia all the possible places where you can fly in europe i've been <laughs> Oh. And Turkey, yeah, Turkey is one of my favorite places. Greece is also nice. Bulgaria, of course, my country. Um, what else? I want to go to Africa. I've never been to Africa, and I've never been to Latin America. And I have a dream that I would fly on all seven continents, but Antarctica would be quite. Uh, I mean, the rest is quite easy. It's possible. And it's manageable, but Antarctica would be like the diamond on, on the top of the crown because it's not, it's, it's legal there. <laughs> so yeah, my dream is a bit limited. <laughs> so does, do you have a significant other now? A significant other what? Sorry, I didn't hear. Do you have a boyfriend, husband? Well, at the moment I'm dating a person and okay. we're does quite that good. Person, does that person fly? No, he's not flying. He's not interested in flying. And um, I'm kind of okay with that because I think when we have hobbies, the hobby has to be a time where we, well, it's, of course, it's fun to, to spend your hobby with the person you love or you're married to. But um, 
sometimes I don't know if you spend a lot of time together it's good to have you know your own time right with your own hobby yeah so yeah (laughs) so what other sports are you into skiing I love skiing a lot I do free ride a lot and I'm I'm really happy that my friends and part of my family enjoy the sport as well so we can do this together and spend really good moments together and especially now when the Christmas is approaching I'm I'm even more thrilled to you know I'm excited because I'm born on Christmas and it's just like I, I love snow this is my season and I just I get really hyped of all of the you know the snow and skiing and all it's just it's just my thing so a Christmas baby, huh? Christmas baby. <laughs> nice. Well, happy early birthday. Thank you. <laughs> Let's see. Um, you got anything else that um trying to think of other questions that well, there are some stories of flying. I <laughs> I had experienced like scary moments and, oh, or a good moment. Go. Uh, there was this time in Spain, I just, I took the decision to fly. It was midsummer and it was like boiling hot. And it was just my lunch break from work. <laughs> and I decided that I'm going to do a short flight. And that ended up like in three hours, pretty much flight. I could not land. And but at that time, I, I was already experienced, but it was so thermic. It was so active. Like the, it was just like the air was boiling and it was turbulent everywhere and it was just going up just going up it was like four or five six meters per second thermals <laughs> and I was just trying to do spirals I got a collapse I it was just a horrible moment and when I was already a little close to the ground like 50 meters which I'm not sure how much that is in feet but um yeah it was so extremely bumpy. I was thinking to myself, I'm going to break my neck. I'm going to break my legs. Something is going to happen because it's so horrible. It's so bad. My wing was just slapping on that side, and on the other side. It's, oh, it was crazy. And when I managed to land somehow, I cried for like 30 minutes straight. And I oh, was angry at myself for taking this decision and it was just stupid 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 and I have another story where I decided to take off before a storm which was not a stupid decision (laughs) but yeah it's it's sometimes the, the moments when we make those decisions are crucial and it's the moment when you gain confidence, you think you're a really good pilot and all that, and suddenly, you know, karma punishes you <laughs> and puts you back to the ground saying, you know, sometimes things are not in your control. So, yeah. So how high do you think you got that day? It was not about being a high. It was just about my desire to go down. And every time when I was trying to do to go down by spiraling, I either got a collapse and I couldn't finish my turns or something else was happening. So I, I couldn't really do a normal spiral to go down. I was managing to do that two times only. And it was, I didn't 
lost a lot because it was just the air was going up and the wing wanted to go up and that's it it was horrible and uh, yeah <laughs> I wouldn't repeat that <laughs> definitely not but though I was lucky to have friends who would like tell me when I'm wrong tell me I well you had to think about that because of this because of that because being pretty much self-taught I went to a school in the beginning but the school didn't really taught me a lot um it was just radio and takeoffs and landings that was it it was not more than that so everything on top of that I learned myself and sometimes it's it takes time and you know you do errors and you learn by errors but you know you have a bag full of luck <laughs> and every time you take out the bag right. you have to be careful but at a certain point the bag is empty so yeah so yeah that's... what about good flights well my good flights I consider them every time when I'm learning something new, when I nail a figure, like my first sat, I was really happy. That was one of my best moments flying with like in acro. It's more of a freestyle, I would say freestyle. And I was so happy because I visioned the whole figure in my head. And I was like, when that happened in reality, it's just that fulfillment, excitement. And it's just, I was, you know, you're just full of emotions. It's, it's like explosion. And every time when I'm with someone who is able to see that, oh, you did this great. I was, this is the moment when I'm really happy. So yeah, the moments when I'm happy is when I'm, when I'm achieving something new, like in flying, that's it. So how long did it take you from the time you started flying? Um, I'm assuming you just learned from friends or did you have training for the, the acro, point of doing was, acro? No, it was just the thing that interested me more. And I realized that it gives me so much pleasure to do that, but it was a slow process in the beginning. I started doing things after the second year of flying because I don't know, I was, I don't know. I think it was some blockage of being a woman, being uh, inconfident because I don't know many things and I don't want to go wrong. And I'm a, a bit of a control freak. So what I did is I started to look at a lot of videos to memorize how the figure is done, to just to have an idea what could go wrong if I do something wrong and so on and so on and there are a lot of friends who actually helped me when I did things wrong because they were observing me without me asking me hey can you look at that <laughs> but they were observing me and they were saying well you know what you could do that this and that and that helped me a lot and I was really really lucky to to have people who are professionals and maybe I don't know because I'm a girl and I'm blonde I don't know but I got their attention <laughs> so so it was it, it was a positive thing to have people helping me out through the process but a lot of things I also learned myself by self-educating looking at um, videos and programs created by other pilots who uh, were there to help other people just on YouTube or whatever but I wouldn't recommend that I mean it's the best way is always to 
to go to SIV and to progress when somebody is paying an actual attention to you and your mistakes because it's way faster. Honestly, I would probably save myself at least a year and a half <laughs> if I did go to SIV with a professional. So, yeah. Okay. So I, I thought that was interesting that you said, you know, that you felt that way too, of being a female in the sport and everything too, and you just pushed your way through it. That's pretty cool. I mean, yeah. do you have any other words of wisdom for other females out there that are um, looking to get into this sport of either paramotoring or paragliding? Um, you know. Yeah, just... Um there will be people who would be they just want attention like guys I, I mean i'm saying this from the female perspective they just want attention and they want to say something like you know when you're a little girl they try to pull your uh, hair or something like that it's the same thing but with words so there are people and people and if someone is trying to put you down don't listen to that guy have confidence in yourself Try things with someone who can approach you in a good way. Someone who can lift you up rather than put you down. And this is the person you have to listen to. That's it. Got it. All right. Let's see. Um, what other things can we talk about? I don't know. <laughs> Flying is such a big... Um, I don't know. For example, a lot of friends are saying, oh, why, why don't you do a cross-country? Well, it's not my thing. I mean, I don't think cross-country is a bad, bad thing in flying. Not at all. It's fun. It's fun to explore different tops, different mountains, different, you know, perspectives. But it just, I don't know. For me, it's... It, I'm spinning around the turmoil. I go up, then I go straight, then I lose height, then I go again. And it's just not my thing. I prefer just to do something more thrilling rather than cross country is thrilling though. <laughs> I had so many situations that actually my worst situations in the air were related to cross country trying, uh, cross country attempts and things. So yeah. But it's it's a good thing. I learned, I would say I learned a lot because of that. Uh, because of that, those mistakes that I would, because in acro, when, when normally we fly, the conditions are perfect. It's not really bumpy. It's, I mean, it's a good weather. So when it's more aggressive, it's the moment when you actually learn. And yeah. So I got a question. Sure. What kind of do you need a license for paragliding in in your country? <laughs> I actually um, want to raise awareness of that. Uh, in my country, Bulgaria, when when I visited New Zealand, for example, when I when I my country when I when I wanted a license, they gave me one, which is an IPPI card, which is an international card. It's um, this international card is uh, accepted everywhere, but it's valid only with national license. And apparently in my country, um, the federation 
it's issuing the international license for the national license, which is a paradox because you know they use international license for the national license and it's like it's not working. So when I was in New Zealand, the local federation they, they just asked me, okay, but where is your national license? We need this card is only valid with national license. And I'm like, there is no such thing, you know. So um they had to go back and forward with our federation to figure out there is actually no national license. <laughs> and um, it's something that I wish to see changing in the future because I don't think that's a normal normal thing. It shouldn't be causing problems to pilots who actually can fly good. They're good pilots and then they're not able to fly just because of some paper that someone is not willing to do and um yeah i am uh, i'm concerned about that right now i have french license and it was not easy to take but it's at least i have something right right so um so yeah so what does your future hold in in uh flying i know you said you're taking a break right now yeah you said maybe well, in spring you're looking to get maybe a wing um do you want to get back into it and start traveling again or just do it yeah. for fun i want to well right now the things are a bit complicated because of covid and traveling so i'm not really motivated to travel however i i really want to see that changing next year and i think pretty much people are already tired all that bus all that with health certificates and all that it's sh it should be working i mean i'm vaccinated myself and i think there shouldn't be limits anymore it's if if the people are taking all the precautions and all the requirements from the governments and all that there should not be limitation but in the moment for example if i want to go to australia i can't and i want to go to australia for example <laughs> so um i I don't know. Nope, oh, I think I lost you. It's just, it's just uh, pain. So oh, I lost you for a second there, but you're back. Oh, sorry. Oh, that's all right. All right. Um, well, I. I guess I'm I'm going to let everybody know that it's 6:23 a.m. Um, my time on November 30th, and um, we're going to be airing this tomorrow night. Um, and um, I want to thank you for taking the time to hang out with me. Um, and the time difference we got seven hours time difference, so it's what one. 120 your time now in the afternoon yep mm -hmm. all right what kind of snow what, uh, do you have snow where you're at right now yes the last two days was snowing and it like um we have 15 centimeters of new snow and actually i was a bit late for you as well because i had to clean the car which is just completely covered in white and that took me like 10 minutes extra uh, and i could not open the doors because the doors were 
<laughs> it was just uh yeah it was it was funny but um the weather is promising for this winter it starts good and i'm excited for skiing as i said earlier and we'll see good well um do you have any social media that you're out on that um any of our viewers can check you out are you on youtube at all or well I not on YouTube, not anymore. On Facebook, my account is private. But if someone wants to send a friend request, I review it and we'll see. Uh, my Instagram is locked as well. But if I get a friend request, of course, if I consider this person okay as an audience, I will right. definitely um, add them in. Do you have any past uh, videos that, um, like on YouTube at all, that people could? search it on everything is on my right facebook now. and probably something on the bgd page but i'm not sure what they oh. keep or not i haven't been keeping an eye on that or track so okay. i don't know but um yeah i think uh, i think there are some uh videos that are public in my in my facebook profile so okay. there are definitely things that people can see all right. Um, well, I wish you a Merry Christmas and a happy birthday a little <laughs> bit early. Hopefully you, you don't get too much snow, but be safe on the slopes also. And <laughs> I also do skiing slash snowboarding also. So um, I'm, I'm on a bad knee, so I'm trying to take it a little easy. I'm scared to get a new knee. So, cool. but anyway, um, and I fly trike, so that's why I fly the trike. Knees are important. I have a flying friend. She's a tandem pilot in Switzerland, and she one of her customers accidentally hit her knee, and she had to go to her surgery, and I know that was like six months off. And it was like um, a hard time, so I understand, but it's better to do it rather than not to do it. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. So I just want to say thank you to everybody that is out there watching and um, please do a like and subscribe. And also, if you can watch on Monday nights on Clear Prep TV and Tuesday night hangouts and also on Thursday night paramotortalk.com. And thank you again, Silvana, for joining us. <laughs> Thanks. Have a good night and fly safe, everyone. I'm not going to be able to do that.